Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of the Russell Wortham Show, coming to you live, commercial-free, from my super-secret Batcave. Folks, we're back, and back in the middle of greatness. So, we are uh, in just a uh, moment or so. We are going to be uh, doing a bit of a watch-along uh, it's going to be the September 13th, 2001 episode of SmackDown. It was the very first public gathering after the tragic events of 9-11. We commemorated the 20th anniversary uh, just a uh, few weeks back. So I wanted to... Uh, give you some of my reactions as I watch this thing. Now, I'm going to have to cut this up into two different halves. Just because of how uh, my um, my uh, app works <laughs> here on Anchor. Uh, so, we're going to get to that also later on today. I am uh, efforting to put the final touches on this week's show. Apologize for last week. Um, I'll get into that when I do my uh, regular show. But that is the setup for this. Now, one other caveat. Obviously, because of copyright and, and all that, I can't have the sound... Uh, going uh, during this, uh, but uh, I, I will uh, share with you my thoughts, my memories uh, throughout the show. So, uh, give me just a moment. We'll be right back with the September 13th, 2001 SmackDown. Don't go anywhere. All right. We are here at the uh, Combat Center in Houston. Obviously, I'm not. They are. WWE is. This is just after. This is two days after 9-11. I mean, two days after. My goodness gracious. Uh, we've got here in the ring Vince McMahon. And uh, he's... Uh, Boy, you want to talk about pressure. <laughs> I mean, my goodness gracious. Uh, he had to, to not only run the show, but he had to uh, share with people that, you know what, we're all Americans. We're all here, and we are all trying to deal with this tragedy that happened, uh, of course, 20 years ago uh, with the attacks on New York, on uh, Washington, D.C., and, of course, the tragic uh, plane uh, that uh, got grounded in Pennsylvania. But um, interesting story about this is that uh, Bruce Pritchard, on his uh, podcast, something Russell with Bruce Pritchard was saying 
there was so much chaos leading up to that day. It's like, do we do a show? Do we not do a show? How do we do the show? Uh, and they, they finally figured, no, we, we have to do this. We have to make this thing work one way or, or another. Um, so if you want to get his, uh, his views on the lead-up to this uh, event uh, at the Compact Center in Houston, please, please, please look, search out. They're, they're not, nobody's paying me to say this. But go try, and and you can find Bruce Pritchard's uh, 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 podcast. Sorry, <laughs> Bruce Pritchard's podcast uh, anywhere. Just search some something Russell with Bruce Pritchard, and uh, scroll down, and and you'll see the nine eleven episode. It is riveting. It is amazing. I've listened to it a few times. And just the level of emotion uh, all these years later uh, is, is just really, wow. It's something. A uh, bunch of signs in support of, uh, of course, people of New York country in general and Vince McMahon you know say what you want about the guy uh, <laughs> knows I have uh, but he really exemplified you know what no we're all Americans doesn't matter uh, you know uh, you know doesn't matter uh, where you come from, what your background is, uh, or any of that. We're all Americans, and we got to stand together. We've got to, we've got to fight this common enemy of of terrorism. Um, now, people can say what they want about, you know, what's happened in the intervening twenty years. Heaven knows that there are plenty of people a lot smarter than me. They're talking about uh, what went right, what went wrong, what's going to happen, you know, going forward. But uh, for for this time, for this episode, uh, I mean, it was just absolutely amazing. And uh, Vince spoke for about five minutes. Um, so that is that is pretty incredible. We've got the actual opening going on right now to uh, SmackDown. And, oh my goodness. All right. Here comes the locker room. You've got uh, Dwayne Johnson. You've got Perry Saturn. You've got referees. Uh, Albert. Edge. Christian. Bradshaw Farouk. Uh, Tori Wilson to jury. I mean, they, holy smokes. That was an amazing, and Bradshaw, yeah, wow. And, 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 and this is absolutely amazing to see the entire locker room uh, come out 
got Jeff Hardy, referees, Kane, Crash, Holly, Big Show. I mean, my goodness, the the level of talent at this point, Finaki, the 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 amount of talent at this time is just insane. Steve Austin and his uh, then wife, uh, Debbie. Surgeon Slaughter. I mean, my goodness gracious. Stephanie McMahon. And again, I cannot emphasize this enough. The level of support for going after the terrorists um, just two days after the fact is just... It was it was a great sight to see, um, holy holy smokes, and 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 here's, oh my gosh, here's Lillian Garcia. You want to get goosebumps and cry at the same time? Listen to her sing the national anthem. I mean, it was that. Wow, it it was that powerful. I wish, I wish to heck that I could have y'all listen to it. Unfortunately, like say, you know, because of copyrights and all that, I probably can't do that. But it's so stirring. And you know, flags are, are in there. Uh, Kurt Angle, of course, uh, Bruce Pritchard uh, right in the middle there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna hear me say that a lot during this broadcast. And I mean, my my gosh, I I I, I am so just I, just seeing the outpouring of support and love is it's absolutely amazing. You've got Stacy Keebler, Arn. Anderson and coming up, yeah. Uh, so they they're showing shot going clear up the ramp. My goodness gracious, that that is a sight right there. That's a massive humanity. And let's see if they showed the shot of of Lillian in in the ring. Yeah, she got choked up. There we go. She got choked up. I, I arguably, who, who could blame her? Who could blame anybody at this point? But Lillian Garcia, oh man, she is amazing. She's got a a great podcast uh, called Chasing Life, and here's uh, the. Promos. This is Edge. And we're going to be talking about these promos throughout the night. It was so surreal because for one night, they, they, they dropped the character. They dropped the characters and they said, no, I'm going to talk. 
uh, in my own way uh, about what happened. Bruce Pritchard on his podcast was saying, you know, we didn't force anybody to, to do stuff backstage. If they wanted to say something, we said, all right, cool, we'll give you the time. If, um, you know, if uh, you didn't want to say anything, then you didn't have to say anything. Uh, here's Ricky Santana, who uh, at the time was a WWE agent but that was really cool that Bruce Prichard Vince McMahon the whole lot said you know what if you have something to say if you need something to to get off your chest and all that do it but we're not going to force you we're not going to force this and this isn't going to be scripted this is going to be you and so a level of emotion from some of these people was wow. Uh, we'll we'll get to her uh, later. I can't quite remember exactly uh, when uh, we'll we'll get to uh, her. But uh, when we get to Ivory, holy moly! I mean, she. Um, she was very emotional. And at the time, she was a heel. She was one of the biggest heels in the company. But uh, Ivory was just, I mean, she was upset. And she was very emotional. You got Jim Ross, the great Jim Ross. Paul Heyman. on uh, commentary. No two better people, I believe, to have commentary. So, the first matchup is the Hardy Boys with Lita. (laughs) They're going up against... (laughs) They're going up against... The aforementioned uh, Ivory in uh, their corner... The Hurricane and Lance Storm. Can, can you believe that Lance Storm was in WWE? My gosh. I mean, again, the level of talent at this point is absolutely staggering. The fact that they had such world-class talent. Now, I'm not saying that they don't now. Obviously, they do. I mean... Absolutely. But the Hardy Boys, the Hurricane, uh, Shane Helms, and uh, Storm. I mean, my gosh. <laughs> I, I, I really, uh, I really am in just awe of the level of talent. The Hardys were red hot at this point. I mean, they were just, they were relatively uh, brand new. And 
They were relatively brand new. Uh, they were young. They were exciting. Daredevils. And just the uh, coordination between Matt and Jeff. And there's Lance Storm tripping up Matt Hardy. <laughs> but uh, the, the coordination between Matt and Jeff Hardy is absolutely amazing to, to watch. I am really... Uh, I'm really kind of sad that Matt's no longer in WWE. I get it. I, you know, this is probably not appropriate because of the fact that this is the 20th anniversary of of, of 9-11 and, and all that. But the fact, just the mere fact that I think that WWE just missed the mark on Matt Hardy's, you know, broken character. Absolutely missed the mark on it. But, um, things happen. Jeff is in a a feud now with Austin Theory. And, of course, uh, Matt is in AEW doing his thing. Will we get one final run for the Hardy Boys? I mean, it's doubtful, but... Oh, man, Crash and Burn. Twists of Fate. Oh! Got shoved into a super kick by the Hurricane, too. And, oh... Oh, Lance Storm thought that he had that. That was a beautiful suicide dive by the Hurricane. Hurricane Rana by Lita. Twist of fate. Okay, and Jeff going up top for the Swanton. That's got to be it. One, two, three. That's it. Okay, <laughs> we are off to the races, folks. Wow. Vintage, if I might say, vintage Hardy Boys and Lita. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, now uh, we go to... Terry Runnels. And wow. Former uh, wife, ex-wife of uh, Dustin Runnels, uh, who he's in AEW now, of course, with his brother Cody. And man, And, you know, some people watching this are going to be looking at some people and saying, well, some people like Edge or like Terry were not um, emotional or they weren't emotional enough. And I'm thinking people deal with grief in different ways. I've been around the mental health business for a long time now. Trust me. And I know that people deal with grief in different ways. Uh, 
Here's uh, Dwayne Johnson. And, I mean, this was, gosh, uh, this was almost to the point where he uh, decided to leave for Hollywood. But you want to talk about an ambassador for WWE at that time. 2001, it, it was it was The Rock, it was Stone Cold, it was one two. It, people could say Kurt Angle, but Kurt Angle was, you know, he he was new, he was new to the business. Uh, but it was it, you know it was Rock, it was Stone Cold. Those those two. Whew, my goodness i i'm really glad that dwayne uh was was front center uh next up is jim uh, mackinville um now um if you are uh again a listener to Something to wrestle with Bruce Richard, you know about Jim, who is an icon in Houston and the surrounding areas. Uh, I won't go into the story because obviously Bruce can tell it way better than I can. But the coordination, you want to talk about the person, Vince McMahon, obviously, but the person that uh, set this whole thing up was a gem down there in Houston. Did a just fantastic job. <laughs> Next up, Rob Van Dam, representing at the time ECW. He uh, was the hardcore champion at the time. course uh went into the hall of fame this year well 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 deserved rob's opponent <laughs> it's spike dudley with molly holly mighty molly uh you want to talk about uh two people with just guts and, and heart it's Spike, and it's Molly. Uh, Molly, uh, she's been a staple of the Women's Royal Rumble last uh, few years. It's oh, it's so good to see Molly Holly out there. She is absolutely amazing in the ring. She can still go. My goodness. But getting back uh, and... There's the well-educated feet of Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam was just absolutely on fire at this point. People were starting to see what Rob Van Dam can do in, in the ring. Now, I didn't ever get a chance to watch ECW back in, in, in the heyday uh, just because, well... I didn't know where to find ECW, you know, at, at the time. Uh, and then 
I, I saw it in the very, very, very tail end uh, when they were on TNN. And there was that whole uh, contract dispute and, and, and all that between TNN and Paul Heyman. Uh, so I saw just the smidge tail end of ECW. Liked what I saw. And so this was really people's first real exposure to Rob Van Dam. What Rob Van Dam uh, could do. I mean, let's not, uh, not for nothing, let's, let's not uh, sleep on Spike Dudley. He absolutely did some amazing stuff in the ring. <laughs> and Rob. Oh, and he takes a bow. Rob Van Dam. <laughs> I love it. Up top. Could be time for the five-star frog splash. Could it? Holy jeez. Holy jeez. I want to see three and he he wins. Rob wins. I want to see who who has the more height off of a frog splash. Uh Rob Van Dam or uh the uh the street profits. Uh, you know, I I'm Wow, just the fluidity of motion and Rob going up and oh my gosh, all the way up to the freaking rafters with the frog splash, the five-star frog splash. Yeah, (laughs) and he was not lost for confidence. (laughs) Uh, Michigan in the house. Oh man, Chris Jericho. And, uh, of course, Chris is in uh, AEW now. And uh, he is doing just absolutely amazingly well in uh, AEW. Really put them on the map. Uh, I, I really believe that. He put AEW on the map. Look. With uh, Young Bucks, with uh, Kenny Omega, with Hangman Page, um, they 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 could have done it, but <laughs> Michael PSAs. Uh, you want to talk about just the the producer? I mean, the guy. Uh, if if Bruce Prichard is uh, Vince McMahon's right-hand man, then Michael P.S.A.'s might as well be his left-hand man. I mean, it's that, it's that simple to me. It, it's, it's Bruce Pritchard, it's Michael P.S.A.'s. Uh, <laughs> it drove my parents crazy uh, when I was younger, uh, growing up in the 80s, uh, because, because I liked... Uh, Michael P.S. Hayes. Uh, 
my my parents were like, "Oh my gosh, he, you know, he's doing what now? What is he saying? What's he doing?" <laughs> and so I drove my parents crazy. Uh, but I wish I could meet Michael Hayes. Oh man, that would be so awesome. Just the level of of knowledge that he has. Uh, Sean Stasiak. You want to talk about uh, missed opportunity, and, and and it's not Sean's fault. People people have said over the years, oh well, what about Sean? Sean Sean wasn't great in the ring. I look, I think people were um, comparing Sean Stasiak to his dad, Stan the man Stasiak. That was really unfair. Uh, Here's Amy Dumas, a.k.a. Or a.k.a., there we go, uh, Lita. And, again, very emotional. And just athletically speaking, I mean, Lita and, and Trish... They brought the women's division back from the dead. They absolutely did. They tore it up. In fact, <laughs> I could watch those two all day, every day, twice on Sundays, they, as they used to say. Uh, that's, that's pretty much that. But at this point, oh man, Lita just pouring her heart out. And like I say, people deal with grief in, in different ways. I remember uh, during uh, 9-11, I remember that day like it was like yesterday. Uh, and and that's, that's cliche, I know, but I, I remember it like it was like yesterday because what happened was uh, I was living up in Oregon with, with my family and it was it was it was a school day uh, for uh, me. Uh, I was in college at the time, and what happened was I was, you know, I was I was asleep, and my dad comes barreling into my room. <laughs> You're just Christian. <laughs> uh, my goodness, uh, but. Uh, anyways, getting back to my story. So my dad came barreling into uh, my room and said, oh my gosh, there was a plane that hit the World Trade Center. And I'm like, wait, what? And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, and so I went back to bed. And then what was it? Uh, 20 minutes later, uh, something uh, that uh, my dad runs in and says, oh my gosh, the other tower got hit. And the Pentagon as well. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's nuts. That's, that's insane. Um, so, 
just just a bit of a bit of a story. Uh, so Christian, this is just after the breakup with Edge for the first time. Now this was when uh, they uh, portrayed them as brothers. Of course, they're they're not. They're best friends going back to you know what you know junior high middle school uh if not sooner uh on through to uh today <laughs> of course uh, edge is edge is in uh, WWE's feuding with Seth Rollins and uh, Christian is in AEW. This should be a heck of a match. Christian versus Chris Jericho. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, this is going to be a fun match. Oh, Chris Jericho... When he came to WWE, that was a game changer. He comes out and he basically just shuts Dwayne Johnson up. I mean, who does that during during his debut? <laughs> Jericho is absolutely on fire at this point. <laughs> uh asking uh Christian to shut up. Uh oh, man. I tell you, this is gonna be a fun, fun, fun match to watch. So Here comes uh, Jericho, and he's he's still cutting a promo <laughs> on Christian. And wow, I mean Christian Christian is a great, you know, he's a great promo, he's a great promo, but you want to talk about like Mount Rushmore of uh, promos. It's got to be Chris Jericho on on Mount Rushmore. The athleticism between these two at the start of the match is awesome to watch. Again, very seamless. They they know how to work with each other in the ring. The level of trust between... These two, and you can you can tell you can tell when there are people that take care of you know their their dance partner if you will uh, in the ring, and you know it's like okay we are going to um, talk about you know doing good business with each other, not injuring each other you know all that. When you don't have that good of chemistry, 
if, if this was like the first time that you've, you know, face off with somebody, uh, you know, mistakes happen. Things, things happen. But Jericho and Christian, at this point, at this time, 2001, uh, yes, please. I want to talk about two guys that I don't want to say overachieved because that's, that's kind of disrespectful, but, but they both really overachieved. And they really did. There's a lion salt by uh, Jericho, and Christian got his one, two. Oh, almost got him off of a uh, you know early version of of the kill switch. Jericho rolls him up. One, two, three. Got him. He got him. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and and Christian can't believe it. Of course, a few years later, they'd have a, just a banger of a match, as, as the kids say these days, uh, at WrestleMania. In New York. Oh man, Chris Canyon. Wow. New Jersey, uh, born and, and bred. And he was a heck of a worker. You know, Chris Canyon really was. Uh, he did some amazing stuff in uh, WCW. Taz. Uh, Taz is now in AEW. So so interesting how many people are in uh, AEW now, uh, 20 years later from this show. Taz, you want to talk about Straight Shooter? This is another guy that I would just, I would, I'd die. <laughs> I would die if I was in the same room as him. If, if I got to even interview Taz, um, just the level of knowledge that he has is absolutely astonishing. And again, he's he's from New York. You know, so this this was personal. This was absolutely one hundred percent personal. I'm not saying it wasn't personal for the other uh talent there uh on this night. Obviously it was. But man, oh Tori Wilson. Wow. I mean, you want to talk about an absolute sweetheart. Um, just her, her, her warmth, her kindness that she exuded, uh, you know, in and out of, out of the ring. Hurricane. Uh, 
And wow. This was really awesome that, and I've said this before, I know, but this is really awesome that they allowed these people to really just just say what they felt. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, of course, New York, through and through. He, he does amazing uh, work. He, he is so good at what he does uh, with Busted Open Radio and, and his podcast. It's just, it's just a joy to listen to. Here comes uh, Dwayne Johnson. He was the uh, WCW champion at at the time. The most electrifying man in all of sports entertainment. Dwayne Johnson. The Rock. I mean, again, I, I said this earlier, but... Uh, it was it was neck and neck between The Rock and Stone Cold. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about this uh, more on my show uh, later on. But Brian Danielson had some pretty choice words for uh, Stone Cold and for Dwayne on Twitter. So, we'll get into that. And I love The Rock's opening. I love Dwayne's opening. I want to talk about a guy who's just comfortable. It was all get out on the microphone. He is 100%. comfortable being out there. Now, will we see, will we see uh, Dwayne Johnson versus Roman Reigns at uh, some point, either uh, towards the end of the year or leading into WrestleMania? Maybe I know that people, my, myself included, you know, think that that's the logical progression of the storyline with, with the bloodline. I I don't know. I I, I they're going to have to really start building that up. Coming up after. Uh, after Crown Jewel coming up here in uh, just uh, what about two weeks from now (laughs) Sean Stasiak running in and whoop there he goes on the other side (laughs) oh man (laughs) and (laughs) Dwayne just keeps giving his promo 
<laughs> oh, God bless Sean Stasiak. Uh, like I said, I I think they they completely missed the mark on the guy. Here comes Sean again. And there goes Sean <laughs> over again. Oh, Stacy Keebler. <laughs> oh, Stacy Keebler is none too uh, thrilled about what's going on. <laughs> Dwayne is still cutting his promo. And is Sean Stasiak going to come back a third time? Oh, yep. He's squaring up and he's running in. And whoa, ho, ho, ho. And <laughs> uh, I love Dwayne Johnson. It's like, whoa, okay. And. I believe this is the, the whole do you like pie promo. <laughs> uh, and absolutely eviscerated Sean Stasiak. Right. Well, just to uh, let you all know, uh, we're going to uh, cut this off here in just um just a bit uh after this segment with rock and john stasiak uh that's going to be part one of the show and then uh got uh some uh quick things to do uh, on my end and then we're going to get into uh, part two of this amazing, amazing show. In Houston. <laughs> there it is. Do you like pie? Uh. <laughs> wow. And <laughs> Sazak fires back and says, no, I don't like pie. So Rock says, fine, do you like strudel? <laughs> oh, man. The stuff they, they could get away with 20 years ago. <laughs> oh. There's some aspects of the Attitude Era that, that I miss. Uh, the... You know, the characters and the, you know, uh, just the, the, the level of talent. And again, not, not saying that there aren't talented people now. Absolutely, 100% there are. But, I mean, 20 years ago, oh my goodness gracious. Um, and, uh... But there, there were some bad things about the Attitude Era as well. Uh, women really didn't get much uh, of a chance, uh, you know, at at all. You know, if, if any, you know, time. Um, 
I hate to say it was a bunch of eye candy, but it was a bunch of eye candy. It was, <clears throat> it was just a bunch of eye candy. And now here we are 20 years later and, and we've got so many strong, uh, bold women that are just killing it in the ring. Got people like uh, Charlotte Flair. You got people like Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, just to name a, a few. They stand on on the shoulders of of giants. I mean, people like a Stacy Keebler, Tori Wilson, Alita. Certainly, certainly, uh, Trish Stratus. Here comes the rock bottom. Yep, up and straight down. One, two, three. <laughs> That's, that is that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that segment. Oh, that was so good. Dwayne Johnson, again. It's him. It's Stone Cold. I'd say Jericho's up there on on Mount Rushmore. And uh, in terms of like, well, so there's Rock, there's Stone Cold. uh, There's Rock, there's Stone Cold. There's Kurt Angle. And uh, Chris Jericho, in terms of, you know, uh, all-time great promos, uh, you know, Mount Rushmore and all that. Uh, modern, I would still say Jericho. I love me some L.A. Knight. I love me some L.A. Knight. That, that, that dude can go. <laughs> that dude... Can can just bring it on the mic. Um, and then <clears throat> Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. That's kind of the modern uh, Mount Rushmore for promos. But that's just me. Right. Well, we are going to take a uh, break. Again, I've got some things I need to get accomplished. Uh, We will come back with part two of the uh, show after 9-11. And uh, here is the aforementioned uh, Ivory. And uh, uh, again, I wish, I wish the heck that I could... I could have the sound up uh, to uh, have you listen to to her, but um, yeah, she was so amazing. I'm going to um, full disclosure. I'm going to listen to what she had to say because again, just drop the character and. She was super emotional. Oh, it was, mm, 
I get choked up thinking about it 20 years later. Uh, so I'm going to listen to what she has to say. Don't worry. I will comment. Uh, I'll come back uh, in, in, in just a bit. I'll comment on what she uh, had to say. And we will uh, go from there. So stick around. We'll be right back. All right, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, we are back with this very special edition of the Russell Wortham Show. This is the 9-11 show from uh, 2001. Uh, this was from uh, September 13th, 2001, SmackDown. This was the very first uh, public gathering, large public gathering, uh, just after the just horrendous and heinous uh, attacks on New York and Washington, D.C. and Pennsylvania. Uh, again, uh, if you want to go back and listen to what led up to uh, the show... If you want to uh, get the inside scoop and all that, please, please, please. And again, nobody's paying me to say this, but please go listen to something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Just look for the 9-11 episode. It is, it is worth a listen. It is riveting. It is, it is really one of those uh, just amazing, like, oh my gosh, you guys had to go through all this just to get to Houston. Um, oh, it, it is such a great episode. So check that out wherever you get your podcasts. Now, the aforementioned, uh, Ivory <clears throat> and, uh, going to, uh, push, uh, play, uh, before I do, um, again, Ivory at this point was, you know, was a heel. Uh, and Ivory uh, just, I mean, you, you want to talk about emotions? Uh, I mean, Ivory, this, this is, you know, the other, the other, um, the other testimonials, I guess you can call them, um, the other promos, the other uh, thoughts that people offered. I mean, those those were impactful, obviously. I mean, you had people like, uh, you know, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley. You had uh, Chris Cannon, Dwayne Johnson, Chris Jericho, Edge. I mean, and... Those were absolutely amazing to, to, to hear. But go listen to Ivory. Um, I'll give you an actual uh, time stamp. It starts uh, basically at 47 minutes and 41 seconds into the show. Go listen to Ivory. Ugh. I mean, you want to talk, you want to talk about gut-wrenching? And look, I know that we're divided right now 
I, I, I know this. I know we're divided by race and, you know, politics and uh, vaccines and masks and all these other things. I know that we're divided. I, I'm not naive. I know that we are. But, 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 go listen to Ivory and tell me, tell me that this didn't move you in some way to be like, no, we're Americans, dang it. We can do anything if we put our minds to it. We really can. Um, and I love how Ivory um, was directing most of her comments uh, towards the uh, children uh, of 9-11. And so we're going to restart it. And again, I really wish I could play this for you. But, uh, I mean, you could tell that Ivory was, 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 was struggling. And, I mean, you could tell she was struggling. Um, and then, you know, she, um, oh, I got to the don't be afraid Oh, ow. <laughs> oh, man. That just, 20 years later, mm, 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 20 years later, it's still, that just, ugh, it hits me. And, you know, if you, if you take nothing away, uh, you know, from from this show, and I'm talking about the the actual show on on SmackDown. I want you to please, 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 and I I, I cannot say this enough. Please listen to Ivory. Okay, please listen to Ivory. And remember that we're Americans, and that we. We can do stuff when we're together. Uh, here's JBL. Proud, proud Texan. And uh, you want to talk about just, just really angry and upset. And, and boy, I, I don't blame him one bit. You know, you can say what you want about JBL now, but she's, I mean, JBL 20 years ago, I mean, absolutely, um, really, you know, really made it just personal and, and, and visceral. Um, boy. I mean, and again, everybody dealt with grief um, and loss and, 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 and pain in, in different ways. Some, some people were just, you know, hey, you know, 
let's let's go get them. You know, let's 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 take down terrorists, all that. USA, wave the flag. You know, some people like Ivory were like, you know what? We need to love each other. We need to help each other. Um, some people had just very brief messages. And <laughs> coming up, <laughs> X-Pac and Albert. At this time, X-Pac was both the cruiserweight champion and the light heavyweight uh, light heavyweight champion. Of course, Jim Ross, the great Jim Ross, and Paul Heyman. This was Paul Heyman, uh, the person, not Paul Heyman, the promoter, not Paul Heyman, the advocate, not Paul Heyman, uh, the, you know, the, um, you know, the, the, the mouthpiece. This was Paul Heyman, just guy. Um, wow. <laughs> Here comes the acolytes, <laughs> the APA. Oh, man. You want to talk about one of the absolute greatest tag teams in the history of not just WWE, really, I'd say in the business. Brooke and, and Bradshaw. Absolutely tough, tough, tough. If I could borrow a couple of phrases from uh, Jim Ross. Uh, it's tougher than fair two dollar steaks, and and they're just double tough. X Pac. Those very well educated feet, <laughs> and just getting pummeled by Farouk, just getting hammered. And, and uh, I I just looked up. And I saw that Teddy Long, <laughs> Teddy Long, uh, was the uh, referee. My goodness, <laughs> spinning heel kick by X Pac. That man could go in the ring. He absolutely had so much uh, energy, and oh, here comes. Albert and Bradshaw. Bradshaw at this point was, you know, he was he was he was still relatively new. I mean, he, he was he'd been around for 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 a little bit, but he was still relatively new. And I mean, Bradshaw is just cleaning house against. Two thirds as uh, two thirds of X factor. Albert is going up, and oh, miss on that one. Tags in to Farouk, double team. Oh, nice. And in the cover one, two. Oh, 
two count of course Farouk and Bradshaw both are in the Hall of Fame nice scissor kick by Albert great extension and again X-Pac very quick on his feet absolutely he looked like he was going for the Bronco Buster, but uh, got stopped short. And Bradshaw. Oh, misses with the clothesline. Oh, 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 picks up X Pac and fall away slam. Are you kidding me with that? Oh, and Albert misses with the dive. Oh, oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Clothesline from hell. Oh, good night. I mean, oh, Bradshaw with the clothesline from hell. Good night. Oh, that was emphatic. And, uh, wow. <laughs> you want to talk about a moment for, for uh, Bradshaw, for Farouk. And, and again, just, oh! This isn't one of the more uh, vicious clotheslines from hell. Sometimes, I mean, it just turns them upside down and inside out and backwards uh, with, with the clothesline from hell. But still, man, oh, Kurt Angle, relatively new, relatively new. I, the thing that I guess I'm, I'm having a little hard time with, with these uh, backstage uh, thoughts, remembrances, whatever you want to call them, is... Down at the bottom where they say the name, they, they, they do, you know, quotes around the name. Like, you know, quote, I'm Kurt Angle. Quote, I'm, I'm uh, Ivory. I'm, you know, whoever. And I'm thinking, ah, Kurt Angle, that's his name. That's, I mean, it's not, I mean, was he playing a character? Yeah, absolutely. He was greener than green <laughs> with this. But again, Kurt Angle, one of the best promos in the business. But that just drove me nuts about, uh, you know, doing the whole quotes around their names. I, I just, I, I get it, but it just drives me a little crazy. <laughs> but we are at. Uh, the Compact Center, they, WWE, is at the Compact Center. And Vince McMahon getting the crowd fired up. Of course, this is the 20th anniversary of uh, the horrific, horrific uh, attacks uh, on New York. Washington, D.C., and Pennsylvania. 
Vince really, I think, encapsulated what we all felt. Um, it's a family show, right? It's a family show. But, so, if, if I may, I mean, at the time, it was, uh, it was this weird mix of fear, um, sadness, and, and just being pissed off. It's like, no, terrorists aren't going to stop us. They're not going to stop our way of life. They're not going to uh, determine who we are as, as humans, as Americans. Uh, and Vince, I think, encapsulated the whole thing it's just so well. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, wow. All right, we're back to uh, the action now. (laughs) Booker T from Houston. Booker T from Houston. And, wow. He is something else. I tell you what. Uh, hey, folks, if you've got Peacock, then uh, go watch the uh, documentary uh, on uh, Booker T and just the struggles that he had, uh, the choices that he made. Uh, of course, uh, uh he spent some time in, in, in prison, uh, very open and honest about his time in prison. How uh, wrestling really turned his life around, saved his life. <laughs> Here comes Big Show. <laughs> also, now, AEW. So Big Show uh, is uh, coming down the ring. Sorry, I had to get a drink there for a second. (laughs) Uh, But... These are two people that obviously uh, were in uh, WCW. And uh, Paul White, I mean, he absolutely moved just so, so well for, for a big guy. Over seven feet and <clears throat> just built. Booker going after Big Show. Not sure how effective uh, banging on Big Show's back is, but uh, nonetheless, oh, simple clothesline from 
from Big Show. Very effective. There's an avalanche. Uh, oh, oh, uh-oh. It could be chokeslam time. Nope. Booker is trying to fight out of it. And, oh, sunset flip. Oh, nope. Just sat down on him. Oh, and he picked Booker up like a freaking ragdoll and throws him down. Oh, Big Joe. Oh, man. Again, at this point, still relatively new to the business, uh, but very effective uh, offense. Missile drop kick from Booker. And oh, Booker cuts him under the knees. Oh, chop block. That's that's something. And there's the axe kick. And they cover one, two. Oh, ooh, two and seven eights. I swear. And he tries. Yep, he got a second axe kick. One, two, oh, 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 just barely got the show, uh, shoulder up, did big show. Booker T in the cover the third time, one, two, uh, oh, finally got him, finally got him, <laughs> and Booker, Booker is, uh, Booker's going back up the uh, rampway. <laughs> uh, Lance Storm. One of the more serious, uh, one of the more serious wrestlers, one of the more serious uh, individuals. That's uh, you'll ever uh, meet again. I I wish I could meet him uh, because of his level of wrestling knowledge, and and uh, I'm sure he's got some great stories. Um, but uh, Lance Storm uh, broke character. He really broke character. He uh, he he was getting choked up. He was getting emotional. Uh, during his uh, backstage uh, promo. And uh, it's just, wow. I, 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 you know, coming from a guy who really doesn't speak much, I mean, he really put it all out there. Devon Dudley. And, uh, one half of one of the absolute greatest tag teams of all time. Absolute greatest tag teams. <clears throat> it's it's just really cool that there were so many people that came out to say Okay, this is what we're doing, and we got your back. 
you know, everybody was helping everybody. It was so, wow. It, it, it's, it's something that I wish that we could do now. Just put our, put our hands, um, or our arms, I should say, around another person, uh, and, uh, Say, you know what? We're all Americans. Let's go. Uh, this is uh, Michael Thornton. He uh, uh, highly decorated former uh, naval officer. Um, talking about uh, his his thoughts on nine eleven. And wow, this was uh, just before we declared war against uh, Al Qaeda. <laughs> Here's the aforementioned Lita, man. Oh man, Lita and Trish. Those two, I think, not only got uh, the um, not only got the women's division really off the ground but really saved the women's division there was that weird in between period um, but that, that we went through after Trish after Lita but <laughs> Ivory and Ivory and Trish and boy, you want to talk about two people that can absolutely go, absolutely go. And Ivory, she's one tough cookie. <laughs> she is one tough cookie. Lita, very athletic, and hung on to that clothesline, one, two, oh, two count, again, two of the best, the very best to, uh, to ever do it, Cybri and, and, and Lita, one, and there's two, two counts, and Ivory whips, leading the ropes, tried to get her on the rebound. Oh! And there's a modified stop, one, two, oh, two and a half. Ivory almost had Lita. Snapped over. And Lita is trying to get some sort of leverage going when too. Almost had her there. Oh, Ivory ran her over with a vicious clothesline. 
now uh, she's uh, trying to uh, wear out Lita. Now every wow. <laughs> and there's one she she might be out there's two Leah might be out nope 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 she is she is fighting back <laughs> and wow Lita is kicking into another gear but Ivory gets back up And Lita is just teeing off on Ivory. Holy smokes. Tilt a whirl. Oh, love that from Lita. Twist of fate. Got her. Snapped her. Okay. We're going for the greatest move of all time the Lita Salt. Oh, beautiful. One, two, three. Holy dang. Oh, Lita. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was absolutely just, a, that was, that was an awesome match. One, two, three. Off the Lita Salt. You know, earlier I, I was talking about uh, who had the uh, bigger uh, uh, frog splash, Rob Van Dam, and I, I was blanking on the name, and it, it wasn't a slight, but I was blanking on the name uh, Montez Ford from the freaking heavens. <laughs> uh, backstage again uh, with the Stacey Keebler. And, <laughs> I mean... Uh, this was years ago. She was on Dancing with the Stars, and she had quite possibly the greatest jive I've ever uh, seen in my life. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Texas born, Texas bred. And uh, absolutely just no nonsense. Uh, I love Steve Austin. Telling it like it is. So, <clears throat> just to kind of um, tell you how uh, the rest of uh, my day is going to go. Uh, again, uh, I've got, uh, after I do this, I've, I've got uh, something I, I need to uh, do, a um, couple of things I need to do. Um, but then, I will uh, be efforting to uh, do... Uh, my uh, regular show, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about. 
with the draft and of course extreme rules the news and uh, so much more but uh here is Houston's own Booker T and Booker is relatively new to WWE at this point Again, you want to talk about somebody that was just speaking from the heart. Uh, I mean, it's it's Booker. Stephanie McMahon. And, boy... You want to talk about, you know, calling down thunder from the heavens. Holy smokes. I mean, Stephanie McMahon was just, I mean, she was pissed. She was pissed. And I'm like, do not get in her way. (laughs) She will mow you down. Oh, man. And, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> Stephanie was pissed. Is it test? Oh, God bless test. He was so good at what he did. Of course, uh, he's accompanied by the, uh, Dudley's. In this six-man tag match. <laughs> Robert Rory. <laughs> uh, big Shot Bob. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whoa. And here comes Too Cool. Or at least Kai Zuhari. <laughs> to jury. And William Regal. <laughs> Along with Tori Wilson. This is uh, ZZ Top. Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. <laughs> I love it. This has got to be one of the most eclectic six-man tags I think I've ever seen in my life. <clears throat> and uh, we start off with Devon versus William Regal. Regal is a heck of a technician. Nice, nice takedown of the leg. Wants to drop toe hold. And, oh, nope, you're not going to get William Regal on that one. (laughs) Trying to, trying to roll him over. And, oh, what, what happened there? Uh, (laughs) Did, did Scotty 
just uh, fall off? Uh, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Here comes Tajiri. Oh, nice thrust kick. Tajiri. Oh. I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura is the king of strong style, but Tajiri, uh, he might as well have been the guy that opened that up here in, in, in the States. Um, Tajiri was absolutely fearless in the ring. Des uh, now uh, throws to Drian. Oh, oh man! And uh, tags in Bubba Ray. Goes to to work on to Jerry. <clears throat> And, ooh, <laughs> chops to, uh, to Jury's chest. Bye, Bubba Ray Dudley. Oh, went for the massive senton, and nobody home. Tags in Scotty Scotty now Scotty <laughs> gets in and up and over goes Devon and Bubba getting some from Scotty. Uh what's the guy gonna do? Oh, he got tripped up by by Tess. <laughs> oh man! And Bubba Ray Dudley slams William Regal. Oh, we're going for the what's up? We're going for the what's up? Oh, to Jerry, there's the mist. Spinning heel kick. There's the mist. And, oh, they don't call him the Japanese buzz-off for nothing. <clears throat> he gets pulled out of the ring. And Sky Tuhati, oh, it's, <laughs> it's the worm. Oh, he's going nuts. <laughs> oh. How Scotty pulled this off is... Wow, absolutely, I love it. <laughs> uh, but test comes in, one, two, three, that's it. That's the ball game. Uh, Tim White was, uh, was the uh, referee in this. Again, God bless test. Uh, Lillian Garcia. Uh, again, uh, I'm not just saying this. Nobody's paying me to say this. You want some inspiration? 
you want some uh, get up and go for your day, listen to Chasing Life with Lillian Garcia. It will, it will give you the, the strength and energy to carry through your day. I, I promise you. Uh, Farouk, one of the toughest men in not just WWE, but uh, wrestling in general. Ron Simmons uh, was... He was he was he was just a great 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 talent in the ring. First uh, black heavyweight champion, uh, and that was that was a monumental uh, uh, thing. So now you got to William Regal. <laughs> He's such a, and I, I mean this in terms of like, you know, age. Uh, he's such a baby. Oh, <laughs> he's so young. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's another guy I'd love to pick, pick, uh, pick the brain. Because uh, William Regal has forgotten more about wrestling than I think anybody will ever know. <laughs> Uh, in their life. Uh, very, very tough. He, he was, you know, into, you know, street fighting and he got into wrestling. Obviously, we know what happened uh, during, you know, his time with WCW where he uh, took Goldberg to uh, the limit. Uh, Albert, of course, now Albert is, uh, at least uh, at the time, was in the uh, Performance Center as uh, the the main trainer. Can't think of anybody uh, better to train with than uh, Matt Bloom, a.k.a. uh, Albert. And, uh, so we are wrapping up here. We've got about seven minutes left in, uh, this, uh, broadcast. So we close it out with Rhino, (laughs) the man beast. Rhino, stalwart of of ECW, getting ready for action, and he's going up against Kurt freaking Angle. Of course, uh, Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle was supposed to go to uh, ECW or, or he thought he was going to go to ECW. Uh, but then the whole Sandman crucifixion thing happened and Kurt was like, nope. 
<laughs> went straight away to WWE. Uh, Kurt, like you said, was relatively new to the business, but boy, you want to talk about taking to it like a duck to water. Fast-paced match so far in the cover of one. And uh, Angle, boy, he is selling it. The road is over right out. Gives chase. Throws a rhino into the uh, barricade. Angle, of course, another Hall of Famer. Deservedly so. Oh! Rhino launched himself into the midsection of uh, Kerrangle. Dropping down with Bare knees. And oh, 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 oh. Airplane spin. Airplane spin. <laughs> Into a Samoan drop. Wasn't pretty, but it got a two count. Kringle uh, is uh, trying to fight out of this. Headlock. And uh, up and over. And, oh, got him. One, two. Oh, belly to belly. Oh my gosh. Belly belly and oh Rhino he he might be signaling for it. Oh went for the gore. Straight up and went for the angle slam, but no such luck. Referee starting count. up to six, seven, oh, nice flying shoulder tackle by Krangle. Into a German suplex, holds on to it. Into another one, holds on. Round desperately trying to get out of it. But there's a belly belly throw. One, two, oh, almost had it. So Next week, 
or actually uh, not next week, <laughs> this week, uh, we're going to be talking about Extreme Rules, we're going to be talking about the WWE draft, among other things. Oh, gore! Gore! But can Rhino get the cover? And, uh, wow. <laughs> Rhino thought that he had, uh, thought he had him. I thought that Rhino had Durangle. Well, I thought he'd, uh, angle slam and got him. Kurt Angle got him the very end. All right, folks, that is the uh, 9-11 show. Thank you so much for being here. I will uh, try, (laughs) I'll try to be back uh, here uh, in a uh, bit with this week's uh, show. Like I said, talking about Extreme Rules, talking about the WWE draft, and uh, so much more. So, till I uh, see you guys again, this is Russell Wortham, and as always, just like the Beatles saying all those many years ago, love is all you need. I will see you guys later.